Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Pittsburgh Steelers fans, what's going on? This is Jeff Hartman, senior editor behind the steelcurtain.com with you for a victory post-game podcast. The Pittsburgh Steelers beat the Denver Broncos, or should I say hang on to beat the Denver Broncos 27 and 19 in week five. It's their second win of the season. They're two and three as they prepare for the Seattle Seahawks in week six before the bye week. And we're going to talk about injuries. They need this bye week in a bad way. We're going to talk about all of this game. And joining me as always, Brian Anthony Davis. What's up, Brian? How's it going? A wise man once said to me, turn that frown upside down. <laughs> what a win. I, I am, look, no style points. There were some style points at the beginning. I was liking the way everything was going. Lots of things happened in between, especially in the third and fourth with guys limping off. So I'm going to take that, but I'll still take it more than the Broncos scoring there and the Steelers having to stop them on a two-point conversion. This is even more of a victory than that would have been. Well, let's start off with knee-jerk reactions. You might be wondering, where's Dave Schofield? Dave Schofield is at the game. He took his son to the game. If you listen to his shows during the week, you would know that. Um, he did some live videos, so make sure you check that out. Video on YouTube as well as we took the audio, yes, Brian, and put it on our podcast platform. Y yes, both of them. He just did a post-game one, and it is on there as well. All right. Very good. Very good. So let's do knee-jerk reactions first. Before we do that, let's get Tom Yers $2, one for each win. Run game came to life. Finally, we are going to talk about that. And thank you for the tip, Tom. Brian, your knee-jerk reaction after this game, it was a tale of two halves indeed. But what, what was your first takeaway? 
My first takeaway is they did everything that they were supposed to do, everything that we forecast. When people ask us, what do they need to do? They did everything that they need to do to win this game, and it happened. But the reason, and I just alluded to it earlier, that when those injuries set in, that's why they escaped. So I'm looking at this as the first part of the beginning of of a, uh, I don't want to call it a signature win, but I'm going to call it a get right win because if it wasn't for the injuries, this would have been a true get right win where they would have won emphatically. No, you're right. And uh, I think that this is a game where it all depends on how it ends. So like how the ending, does it dictate how we view the game? And what I'm trying to say here is I think that the way that the game started offensively, you talk about another opening drive touchdown to Deontay Johnson. You're talking about Najee Harris going over a hundred yards, being a truly dynamic back the back. We all knew we had, the Pittsburgh Steelers fan base had when they drafted him 24th overall this past year. The offensive line started to get going, and then the, in the second half, the offense isn't as isn't controlling the clock as much. The the defense is on the field more, and Teddy Bridgewater is getting comfortable again. Nonetheless, the win is what the Steelers desperately needed, and they got that win. At this point, folks, fans out there listening, beggars cannot be choosers. Okay, you, the Steelers just needed to win. They get to two and three. They have an opportunity to be 500, three and three at the bye week. That is all very much on the table. So keep that in mind. Let's get to a super chat here. Eamon J. Singh gives us 499. Says Schofield had some great seats at halftime. Or I guess at halftime. I didn't watch Dave's videos, to be honest with you. He said, What sections do you recommend for the best value? Well, I think I saw, and Brian, you might have seen this too. There were only 59,000 fans there. So there were a lot of empty seats. I'm not sure if people are scalping them, trying to make a lot of money, and people aren't willing to pay it or what. Um, I don't know, Brian, you've been there more than me. If you want to answer the question about the best value there, you know what? I, uh, I'm not a fan of the 500 level because by the time I get up there, I'm winded. Um, you know, I kind of, I like where Dave sits. I like the end zone seats. Those are probably your better value. Um, really in that stadium, if you're sitting in, in the 100 or 200 section, you are in really good shape. I mean, there are some very good, there's some uh, very good views from like up high, like section 525, which is mentioned here, but um, like on the sidelines. But I think if some of them you get into where they're bleacher seats and that's just not comfortable to me. Real quick to get back on topic, Brian, did you do anything different uh, to try to get some good juju going for the Steelers today? Did you try anything different? New Jersey, new seat, anything? You're gonna, you're going to grimace <laughs> when I tell you. I watched the game shirtless. No, you didn't. Uh, absolutely, I watched the game shirtless. <laughs> and oh, it's so funny. I took a shower right before the start of the game. I didn't want to pause it. Uh, I was working on all kinds of stuff. So I had, I had pants on, I promise you that, but <laughs> I just didn't put a shirt on the entire game. So I was coming in mm. to get ready for this. I'm like, well, I better put on a, put on a shirt because Jeff will not have any of that. So <laughs> I don't w- care. I don't it, care if you wear a shirt you, or not. You want me to go shirtless on a podcast? No, I'm not saying, but <laughs> I'm not saying you have to do it. I was just curious. Yeah. Okay. But I fine. knew you'd grimace and that mental image is burnt into your brain. Yeah, it is. That's fine. I, I actually I went without a jersey for the second straight week. And I just try I'm just trying like I'm not gonna wear a jersey. So today I wore my play play big like Ben t-shirt and Ben Roethlisberger did deliver. Uh, let's get to the stat lines. What we're going to do is we're going to go through the offense in the first half of this podcast. And then the second half we'll do defense and special teams. Uh, we're going to look at the stat breakdown and 
Do you want to do grades, Brian, or no? It's up to you. I'll leave it up to you. Game time decision here. You know what? I usually hate grades, but on a day like this, I don't care. Oh, we'll do. okay. Let's yeah. get out the red pens then, folks. Let's talk about Benjamin Todd Roethlisberger. Finishes 15 of 25, only 25 attempts. That's important. 253 yards. He had two touchdowns, no picks, was sacked once for a 120.9 rating. Brian, BTR grade, what is it? I really don't see a reason to give him a poor grade at all this week. Um, I have got to give him a B plus and you now some people are going to come in and say, why aren't you giving him an A? He did everything he needed to do. There's a couple things that I didn't love. Now I don't know if I'm going to go ahead and blame holding onto the ball and getting sacked and that fumble on him completely I, because I forgot to mention covered. that. Good point. I forgot to mention that, that he did fumble the football. He was covered. He was running around trying to make something happen. He held onto the ball, but everybody, excuse me, when I said they were covered, all the receivers were covered. Uh, I thought that Chooks let somebody in first. Then I noticed that Kendrick Green let somebody in too. So he was kind of running for his life. Was that his complete fault? It was still a turnover. So I'm dinging him for that one. And the almost interception, the almost pick six um, towards the uh end of the game when they were when they were driving down there and when they got when they got the uh the penalty yeah to so that could have been disastrous so he gets a b for that but he controlled the game we want to see only 25 pass attempts out of him everything that we wanted to happen happened with ben as well so i'm giving him a b plus I'm going to give him a B. Uh, could have gone B plus. I could even see A minus if someone wanted to be a you know have a really good positive outlook right now. Uh, but for me, it, the offensive line for as well as they did pat run blocking, pass pro was an issue. We'll talk about the offensive line in a second. There were a lot of free rushers coming at Ben. You could tell he's trying to get rid of the football, banged up again, whether it was his elbow or hand. He hit it on a helmet at one point. Um, he made the throws when necessary. He made those throws that a lot of people like Jeffrey Benedict said, he doesn't make these throws anymore. Like the touchdown to chase Claypool over the middle between the safety and the cornerback. Like that's the throw we've been waiting to see him make. And he finally made that throw. Um, the, the holding onto the ball obviously is an issue uh, pocket awareness. And again, it, it's got people coming from all angles, but I thought Roethlisberger played his best game to date. And he didn't have to do it on his own. And that's how the Steelers are going to have to win football games moving forward is they cannot rely. I hate to say this. They can't rely on Big Ben to win it for him all the time anymore. I feel like anymore he has just a few of those cards up his sleeve. And it's just, it's just not in the cards that he's going to be the guy that goes out and just wins it. So I'll give him a B. You said B plus, right? Yeah. I did. All right. And a good and a good job citing the fact that he did fumble. That's not on his offensive stat line. That's a different section of the the box score. Okay. So Ben played great. I thought he played a good game. And folks, B still a good score. Uh, he played above the line, as Mike Tomlin would say. Let's go to the running game, though. Steelers rushed for 147 yards total on 35 carries, 4.2 average. Now that also includes the 35 carries. Ben Roethlisberger's kneel down to end the game. Uh Najee Harris, 23 for 122, 5.3 average, one touchdown and a long of 20 yards. What do you think about Najee Harris? What's his middle name? I, I feel like we need to know Najee Harris's middle name at this point because we use all the middle names like Trent Jordan and Benjamin Todd. I mean, do you know offhand? You know what? Up? Every time I look it up, it seemed that he didn't have one, but I believe recently that I did I did see one, so I will have that really soon because <laughs> we have got to start – doing it but 
yeah, we, isn't it fitting? The man's name's Jerome. Najee Najee Jerome. Jerome. Yeah. There oh my gosh, go. it was meant to be. <laughs> That's great. What do you give Najee Jerome Harris then? Okay. NJH gets an A plus from me. I'm not digging him on anything. I loved everything. I loved everything that he did. I love the fact that he battled to get back out there and I can't do it and went back in. I'm glad you didn't say rate the running backs as a whole because I can't give the running backs as a whole an A+. But I can cite those other running backs to tell you how good Najee Harris is. I helped out Big Bros go on the knee-jerk reactions, and I made a couple mentions that this is how important Najee Harris is to this team. Number 22, if he goes out, they are in trouble because Kalen Balazs did a little bit better than Benny Snell. Then Benny Snell did some things in the uh, in the final drive but still didn't get it done completely. They can't get it done without him. So when you go back to April, and you look at that draft pick of Najee Harris, and when you're saying, I should have never got him, you're going to waste him, man, you're probably 0-5 without him. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And Najee Harris, by the way, for those that are concerned about his health, uh, Mike Tomlin said after the game that that was uh, cramps. Uh, he was having had him a, a cramp in his calf. Um, I guess it was significant enough, but he he did not seem to make it sound like it was very serious. Um, obviously anyone that knows the anatomy of the body, when they see the trainers working on that lower leg, you're talking about Achilles and stuff like that. There's a lot of things that can go wrong. Fingers crossed that that remains the case. Tyler W gives us $5 says I have a feeling that the Steelers win a lot of games when Harris is over 100 yards rushing. Yeah, I would, I would think so. Um, I would hope so. It doesn't happen very often. I can't tell you the last time the Steelers went over 100. If Dave or Brian, if you remember. Yeah, no. So they said it during the broadcast. The last time that the Steelers had a 100-yard rusher was James Conner last October against Cleveland. Sheesh. So it's been a while. Yeah. Almost a calendar year. So when I think about this, I give Najee Harris an A. I could give him an A+. Plus. I mean, what else? If I'm going to – let's do an A. The, the guy, if there's one thing he still doesn't do well, and this was pointed out by Jeffrey Benedict, and it was also evident in the game today, is his blitz pickup is just not there yet. He's a rookie. He is still learning the nuances of that. Uh, but ultimately, I think that Najee Harris is everything the Steelers wanted and then some. So uh, Benny Snell, I want to say something about Benny Snell. So he started off the game horrible. Obviously, he drops the pass uh, when he gets a, the first look. He has a holding call on special teams. Just a bad look. I did think he finished better, but at the same time, you have to wonder what's going to happen when Anthony McFarland comes back. When Anthony McFarland, you know, I read an article this morning. It was Bob Labriola from Steelers.com. He interviewed Mike Tomlin. Mike Tomlin said in that article, he's hoping to have Banner and McFarland back next week versus Seattle. So if McFarland comes back, Brian, what do the Steelers do a running back meeting? Who stays, who goes in terms of who's active and who's inactive? That's really interesting because I, I'm i going to do a Dave answer here, what they should do and what they're going to do. They're going to keep Benny Snow Jr. and get rid of Kalen Balash. I could see them doing that because when Najee wasn't in, it wasn't Kalen who they went to. When, when uh, you had to go ahead and give him a breather early in the first quarter, it was Benny Snow who they went to first. Me, if I'm the coach... I'm cutting. I, I cut him in the first quarter on a on knee jerk reactions. I downright cut him, but I don't have that ability to do so. But I I look. I loved what he did la- 
last year uh, in the opening week. I loved it. I uh, I love what he did in a couple games, uh, definitely in San Diego, not San Diego, in Los Angeles in, two years ago when he was a rookie. But right now, he gives you no value. When he dropped that pass, which, of course, they were fine because Ben was going to go up top to Deontay Johnson. But when he drops that pass on the first possession, you're thinking, Najee's not going to do that, even though we've seen him do it. But Najee's probably catching that ball. And he's just, it's a waste when anybody but number 22 is out there. So I think Balage goes, one of them's going, they're gone. But I just think that the Mike Tomlin and, uh, and this team is married more to Benny Snow Jr. Yeah, no, you're right. He, you kind of drafted player as a damning thing to do for any organization. Let's go to the pass catchers here. Uh, Chase Claypool, five catches for 130 yards and a touchdown along a 59 on six targets, mind you. Deontay Johnson, only two catches, but 72 yards with a touchdown that long of 50 in two targets. Was only targeted two times, folks. Think about that. Deontay Johnson. Najee Harris had two for 20. Zach Gentry, one for 13. Eric Ebron, two for 10. Pat Fryermy, two for seven. A very efficient day by the pass catchers. Brian, what do you grade the pass catchers? I give the pass catchers an A. You know, look, there was a there was a really bad drop. Uh, I just talked about a bad drop by Benny Snell. Then there was a bad drop by Cody White, but Cody White's not been in there. Yeah. I'm not going to ding the whole unit, and I'm going to give them even more credit because they lose Juju in that game, and when they lost him, they they knew he wasn't coming. Nobody in the stadium thought he was coming back. I mean, we got we got a a message from from Dave right away that said, that does not look good. And that's before they showed it on TV. Yeah. Um, so, you know what? So they did it without James Washington. They did it without Juju, but you really got to get James Washington back because you really can't, you really can't hope to do as much with Ray Ray. Ray Ray's a war. Ray Ray is a great special teams guy, and man, he he made a great play as to break up an interception. I mean, he went after a three hundred pound guy, and he's like what seventy seven pounds soaking wet, and he just cracked this guy. And uh, Mike um, Purcell is, I believe, Mike Purcell's his name. He just cracked him, and it was amazing. But for everything else, you got to ride with Chase, and I'm shocked that Deontay Johnson only had two targets. He caught them both, and that's a great thing. But with those other guys in there and those other guys missing, that that was a that's incomprehensible to me. But it worked. I mean, they made it work. There, he's able to spread the ball around. We're talking about another pass catcher. I'll, let's just talk about the tight ends as a whole because I know we we just keep them in as pass catchers. Good effort by them today. Ben's finding the middle of the field. Gentry, I loved that play from uh, Gentry. We got Mr. Third and Mr. Fifth into the game today and uh, with with uh, positive plays. And then Ebron had some catches, but Muth is becoming – he's not there yet, but he's he looks like he could be a, a Heath Miller-type player or I don't know if he's quite a Travis Kelsey-type guy, but he looks like he is that guy that – you're going to be saying Muth for years, Jeff. Yeah. So let me let me throw this out there. So what if it, it, Juju Smith-Schuster shirt? I give the pass catchers, by the way, I give them an A. I thought they had a good game. And let's just say, what if this is a case of addition by subtraction? 
and it has nothing to do with Juju Smith-Schuster specifically, but the fact of you have less wide receiver options, you're allowed to use Chase Claypool in his more natural position, you know, out wide, using him more often. Deontay Johnson's the guy that moves around, and now all of a sudden the tight ends have to be used more. They want to run the ball. They want to have those extra tight ends on the offensive line. They use more bunch formations in this game that we've seen in a long time. I feel like the Steelers offense without Juju will be fine, but I agree with you. Like you said, you got to get James Washington back just for more than anything than depth. You'd rather have Washington running routes more than Ray Ray McLeod. All right. I want to bring in a, uh, our, our third wheel of the tricycle here. I feel like it's a celebrity. I mean, my gosh, if you all listen to what Ian's talking about, which is, I think it's the best show on our network by far. Um, this is one of the two. This is one of the two. Let's bring Greg Benevit in. Greg, what's going on? Oh, thank you. Hey, guys. It um, yeah. What's going on is uh, somehow my entire network went down at uh, every single location and device I was on. Uh, I, I I didn't even remember I had this laptop underneath my bed. <laughs> but, <laughs> he went to the bullpen. There you go. Um, you got to. All right. Well, it sounds like Greg's network's back down again, so we'll see if we can get him back on. There's a good little spot there for him. <laughs> <laughs> all right uh, let's see if we can get him back on here in a second but um, <laughs> he's putting up the hands you can't nobody can see it we only we can see it yeah, he can see it. Little, all right, let's try again he's back i think he's back <laughs> oh, he's back it, for now i'm back it but it's uh, how long am i back for i mean it's it's you know i don't know so say your piece say uh, your piece now greg like uh, now's your chance to talk uh, if not you know we get uh, <laughs> and we yeah, lost Greg. <laughs> yeah, all right, Greg. Go ahead, check that internet out and try to come back in. All right. In the meantime, Brian, we're going to press on with the grades and everything like that. Uh, let's go to the offensive line now. Typically, we break it down pass pro and um, everything else with running the ball. So I want to look at quarterback hits. They only re- registered the, the Denver defense. I'm shocked. They only registered two quarterback hits, and we know they only gave up one sack. And then the Steelers obviously ran the ball much better, averaging 4.2 yards a clip. Najee Harris, 5.3 yards a clip. Brian, looking at both sides of that coin, how do you grade the offensive line? I am going to give them a B-. minus. I'm not ready to elevate them completely. I thought they had a very good game today. There are a couple things that concern me. First of all, I'm a... I was joking about how I fired, you know, Betty Snell Jr. I fired mm-hmm. Shooks too. Why? And, I don't think he did that bad. He was going against Vaughn Miller. Like, yeah, it's not I, like he's going against Joe from, like, you know, down at this local subway that just put on a jersey. Like, he's going he, against one of the best pass rushers in the game. He was scared against, I mean, those, those two. <laughs> Jumping off sides, two false starts. Wait a second, scared? Um, yeah, he was what scared. What did you say? How are you going to say scared. that about an NFL player that he was scared? You're there with your shirt off watching the game, <laughs> and you're saying that he's scared? Hey, come on, Brian. Like, how I are you just, say? That's, he, you can't he say also helped give up the fumble. He helped, I mean, he got beat. You're a, you're a Chooks hater, and there's a lot of people out there that are, and I honestly d- don't know. Like, Chooks, would you want to try to get as quick of a jump as possible against Von Miller? I would have peed my pants in pregame. <laughs> You're no, calling so, him scared. Yeah, but I, I just look. I don't. I want. I want Joe Hag. I want ultimately want oh Zach Banner. Geez. But I don't think. I mean, it's another. You said something about Benny Snell Jr. Uh-huh. And I hate this thing that. Why can't you admit that? All right, the guy we drafted didn't work, and put somebody else in. Yeah, I'm and, okay. Go ahead. Go ahead he should have been Wally Pipped. 
in the end last week after last week he he really should have because i thought joe haig had a better showing last week than chooks had in four games hey you know, honestly you want to talk about like oh we got to look for the future don't play joe haig so you get another comp pick okay i get that but that's i mean that's, joe, i mean i think chooks that's and chooks we... and joe haig to me are if you're talking about like it's a and b whether it's one two three four whatever i don't feel like there's a huge line of demarcation between the two they're very similar style players. One has a glaring weakness in pass pro. One has a glaring weakness in run uh, blocking. Run blocking being Chooks, pass protection being Haig. Uh, I thought that, honestly, Chooks four played maybe his best game today. And yes, he did have a false start. And yes, he did get beat. Yeah, two false starts. But two false starts. Still, again, who is he going against? And they put him on an island more than once, if you watched. Because I was watching him because it looked like he was jumping more than that. And they didn't call it. But so were the Broncos right tackle, and they weren't calling that either. So they were letting them both get away with some stuff in terms of moving early, getting a good set. Von Miller, let me look at his stat line if you want to do that. Uh, Von Miller, he had two tackles total and no quarterback hits, no sacks. But he Chooks was scared. I all right, you know what? I, <laughs> I I'll tell you this: if Dave was on here, Dave's an offensive lineman. He would be having me for lunch too. So I I get it. I I definitely get that. So I'm I'm gonna admit it. I'm a Chooks hater. I just it's, don't and that's fine. And that's fine. Yeah, you, you know I wasn't early on in his career. I was not very fond of Marcus Gilbert, and Marcus Gilbert came on to really be a good player on that right side for this team. And I thought he was, he ended up being great. And I ate some crow on that one. Hopefully I eat crow on shooks. I just don't, I just don't see what everybody else is seeing in him. I just see some egregious mistakes. Well, let's, let's, let's not confuse me saying that shooks played well today as me saying they need to bring him back and be the, the left tackle for the, no, I'm not saying that he's probably going to be gone after the season. But what I want to say is that I thought that the offensive line in general, I thought they played well. You gave him a B, yes? Yeah, I I, I might have given him a B minus. I think it was yeah, a B minus. Yeah, I was going to say, I think a B is a, is a good score for this group. I felt that, uh, like I said, they had a lot of free rushers. That bothers me. I'm not sure who's missing assignments or something like that, but a lot of free rushers coming in on, on Roethlisberger that he had to get rid of the ball faster than he wanted to on more than one occasion. That's just not conducive to winning in the national football league, at least not in 2021. So I think that, you know, when Zach Banner returns, maybe next week, I think we'll, I think we'll see him next week, to be honest with you, if I'm a betting man. And also I don't be shocked if they move Chooks over to left. I would not be shocked. Uh, and you have Dan Moore there. If Chooks is struggling, they can put him in. So they have kind of a, a fail safe there. Go ahead, is, is that what you want? I mean, is what, that what what does uh, Fan Jeff want? Fan Jeff? Yeah. I, I honestly, if Fan Jeff says, you throw everything against the wall until something sticks. And if if it's Dan Moore at left tackle, then it's Dan Moore at left tackle. I didn't hear Dan Moore's name once. I, I think I heard it once, and it was more in praise, because I think he uh, he did something decent. But I uh, I thought that was a good thing, too. Nothing bad was coming from Dan Moore's side. Yeah. So I, th- I thought he did a pretty good job. So if... Uh, if we're looking towards the future, I'm still keep I'm going with Dan Moore Jr. because I don't believe in jukes on the left side, the right side, strong side, weak hey, side. If, 
if Chooks turns into when Zach Banner comes back, the swing tackle, I think that's the best case scenario for the Steelers. Cause not only that, you're saying that Dan, Dan Moore has proven himself as a left tackle and he keeps that job at the same time on uh, time. I could say, I think it was Dave that said this maybe on the preview, he could see them resetting Dan Moore, inserting Chooks, and then bringing Dan Moore back after the bye week, you know, giving him a week to kind of get himself together and then coming back. I don't know if I would do that. I don't was- like that, but I heard him say it and I, and it has merit. I just, it's just not me. Yeah, me neither, to be honest with you. All right, let's finish this offensive segment up talking about play calling. That's something I know, Brian, you've been very critical of Matt Canada's play calling at times. Uh, where were you in terms of, the schematics, the game planning, the start was another good one. Second straight game, they scored a touchdown on their opening drive, just both went to Deontay Johnson. Um, what we, where, where are you with Matt Canada right now? I love the play calling today, except for there's one play that I hated. And I was like, here we go. They're doing it again. Third and one. They're throwing it deep. I hate this. Stop doing that. Why are you? Oh, hey, Deontay caught it. Woo! Great call. <laughs> you know, um, and then they do it again on third and one. and. And there was a, it was to chase. It was more of a jump ball, but I hate that. I hate that play. And it seems like they do that a lot, but when it works, it works. But throughout the entire game, I thought there was a little more innovation. I like the fact that they got things going, but sometimes it doesn't come down to the play calling as much. And it comes down to the situation and, Everything we talked about, and this is the third time I've said it, we talked about if the Steelers can get a little bit of the lead, start establishing the run, Ben can do more Ben things, more good Ben things, and that's what they did. So that is, I I think the uh, play calling's fine if they don't fall behind. Well, yeah. I mean, that's, that's pretty, when you run the ball for 122 yeah. yards with your starting running back, I mean, it's going to open up a lot of things. We know the recipe for success for the Steelers at this stage. If you don't, you're not watching the same games that I am. And that is you run the football, you stay committed to running the football and you limit Ben's attempts. What does this sound eerily familiar to uh, early Ben's career? I mean, that's what they did. They, they ran the ball at Jerome. Uh, it could have been a couple other names. Ron Haynes was in there. You know, obviously even, even when Mendenhall was early, they wanted to run the ball limit Roethlisberger. And then all of a sudden when Roethlisberger got into this pass happy mode is when things started changing. Sure. They started to score more points, but at the same time became less consistent. I think the Steelers need to really focus now. And it seems to me that the offensive line is starting to find their mojo in terms of run blocking. If they can lean on that, my goodness, this team will be able to control the clock. If they can get that lead, like you talked about, keep the opposition off the field. I think that's your best course of action if you want to win more football games. So we'll see. I think Matt Canada had a great game. I love the the new formations. They use more two tight end sets. Derek Watt saw more time than I can remember. Uh, not that he played excellent, but he was out there more. They're, they're changing it up. Hey, and don't forget Zach Gentry, that tight end screen. Derek Watt was on the field. They ran that opposite him. That whole play design was they knew Derek Watt was going to draw attention. They're going to run his way. They throw it backside. Gentry rumbles for... What was his catch? He had one catch. Let me look it up. 12 yards. 12 yards. Gosh, it felt like 40. He's just such a big guy rumbling down the field. 13. Don't you take that yard from him, Brian? 13. Shirtless Brian taking away yards. All right. (laughs) (laughs) No food on my belly. There you go. There you go. No, like Frank's hot sauce or something dribbling. I love love Frank's. (laughs) 
<laughs> All right. So with that being said, we're, that's done with the offense. Uh, we're going to talk about the defense and special teams coming up on part two. If you're watching live on Facebook or YouTube, stay tuned. We're not going anywhere. If you're listening on the audio side, head over to part two. Be right back. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.